0: Welcome to the Eye Test, the fantasy football podcast for those who are tired of hearing boring stats all the time. This is episode 23 and our What's in the Flex segment. Of- What's in the Flex? Oh I'm-, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What's in the Flex? What's the Flex? <laughs> I didn't think it was going right then.
1: And- Dude, I just have such a sore throat right now.
0: So- <laughs> and this is a very important What's in the flex segment? Because we are a week out of playoffs, and if you are fighting for a playoff spot, you may want to listen to this whole episode because you may need to start one of these guys. So, I'm gonna start here. This is a guy that didn't have high hopes going into the season, but had a weak backfield, and people thought he may take over for the incumbent Devin Single Digits Singletary. And he finally, in week 13, had his breakout. We don't know if it'll continue, but it's definitely worth noting. And that's James Cook, second-round pick out of Florida State. He put up 16.5 points in PPR leagues, played 43% of the snaps, which is even more surprising, especially since the Bills were playing the Patriots last week and they were leading the whole game. Typically, Cook is seen as like a pass-catching back. And it was very random that he played that much, you know, when Devin Singletary is considered the guy – the lead back and everything like that, but the Bills never seem to have a lot of faith in Devin Singletary as their RB1. So I wonder if maybe this is James Cook's times to shine now. He put up 64 rushing yards, had six catches for 41 yards, and had that breakout game. He may be worth picking up honestly, because the Bills obviously for whatever reason don't like to run the ball at all, even though I have a fully capable Back and Devin Singletary, they just like to let Josh Allen sling it. So James Cook may be worth the add at this point in time. What do you guys think?
2: I think the intriguing thing is that these rookies, we see this every year. Once the second half of the season gets started, and even like later in the season, these rookies start cooking, and it happens at the wide receiver position, and it's no different for the running back position. So. Just this year alone. I'm gonna bring him up again. I'm gonna bring him up again because I just love him You're so much. much. And Stop. that's Rashad White. Look at it. <laughs> <us>. Second <laughs> half of the year. Rashad Someone's White crazy. puts up is putting up good numbers. Isaiah yeah. Pacheco. It took him this much of the year to win the starting job in KC. And after Christian this Watson. week, who? Christian Pri- Watson. Christian Watson. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, you have like the outliers like Olave's been doing pretty well this year. And like Drake London's just on a weird team. But It wouldn't surprise me if James Cook is finally getting his feet wet. He's starting to earn the trust of Josh Allen. He's starting to earn the trust of his coaching staff. It wouldn't surprise me if James Cook might win people this playoff push.
1: Oh, See, Um, it would surprise me. I don't think that we're going to see double-digit points from James Cook consistently. We barely see it with Devin Singletary. We don't know enough about James Cook yet. The thing that – luckily, I'm not a James Cook owner because that would be driving me nuts. Like, I would be wanting to start him at my flex – but also knowing that it may not be the next the smartest move. Who do the Bills play? Like do they have a fairly easy schedule coming up? So
0: they're they play the Jets this week, tough matchup, but the Jets are definitely more susceptible against the run than the pass, but as I said before, James Cook is known more for his pass catching abilities. Uh-huh. Then they play Miami, Chicago, Cincinnati and New England. So they have a not an easy schedule, but not really as really tough one either i think this is more just telling because maybe like they're just not confident in devin Devin singletary for whatever reason or maybe they're going to start fully splitting the backfield and seeing what they actually have they drafted this guy in the second round for a reason
1: no yeah you're right i would definitely be fearful of what my job is going to look like if i was devin singletary the the bills may be because they keep having success in the Previous years and this year too, they're really high up on the draft board. And so they're not getting like premier players. Not saying they could get a premier draft pick for Devin Singletary, but they could rack up maybe two draft picks from a shitty team that needs a running back and utilize that to start stocking up their young guys because um, James Cook, Cook is that. passing the eye test for sure, especially when with a quarterback that likes to throw the ball. It's like, okay, I'd rather have a running back that catches versus a three-down back that runs it down the middle because we're not going to really play that way anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's the biggest thing is this Bills offense has never shown a willingness, no matter who's in the backfield, mm-hmm. to throw the ball. So I think this actually favors who knows how well they'll do. But I think how the Bills play, this definitely favors James Cook more down Agreed. the street. So pick up – he's definitely worth at least – an ad at this point in time. And you know, if you're really struggling at the flex spot, if he's playing 40 to 50% of the snaps, definitely worth a start in that offense as well.
2: Yeah. And he's only owned in 25% of leagues. According yeah. to Yahoo.
1: Yeah. Go and get him. And if you own him in dynasty, hold, hold, hold. Cause
0: that, before we move on to our next guy, I think Devin Singletary is actually a free agent after this year.
1: Yeah. Oh, free agent. Okay.
0: Yeah. I could be wrong on that,
1: but I. They're not going to pay him. No. Then why would they? Yeah. So
0: that's another thing. Definitely. Yeah. Hold him in Dynasty and definitely worth an ad and see maybe a potential league winner sleeping, sleeping there, just lurking for the last few weeks of the season. Let's move off of James Cook now. John, who do you have for your. What's in the flex? This, this
1: guy, my what's in the flex? <laughs> <laughs> kind of going along with what Paul said about this is the time of the year where we start to see the younger running back start to pop off. But it, it's strange because we saw him pop off last year. He was drafted higher than he should have been. And he was a bust besides week one and then, I guess, last week and the week before. And that's A.J. Dillon. He is... Ooh, yeah. I don't know what the word is. Is he starting to – is he making a comeback? Is he starting to find a, a new role with the Packers offense? Or is the Packers offense just trying everything and seeing what works? And I guess when A.J. Dillon did well against the Eagles, they said let's keep grinding him the next week. Aaron Jones did get injured. So that could be the reason that A.J. Dillon was almost forced production. But in that Eagles game, both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones scored just under 20. If not, one of them had 20 points. So A.J. Dillon is worthy of a flex spot. The bad news is if you're trying to make a playoff push this week, you won't be able to start A.J. Dillon. He has a bye. Mm -hmm. And it gets worse. If you make the playoffs, that first week, A.J. Dillon plays the Rams. So here's what I recommend. A.J. Dillon will obviously be on your bench this week. And you need to monitor Aaron Jones' health here. See if he is practicing. See what types of reps he's getting in practice leading up to that Rams game. Because he will have a good amount of time to recover. But if Aaron Jones is out against those Rams. And you have no one else to start, then start A.J. Dillon. If you're on the fence about A.J. Dillon, I would recommend benching him. Seeing how he does against the Rams. And then plugging them in for that second round of playoffs if you make it. That would be my advice. But AJ Dillon definitely deserves a What's in the Flex because he's had two solid weeks of middle to high double digits. And I feel like when you do that, you get a What's in the Flex award. I think if Aaron Jones doesn't play, he's a borderline like must start. I agree. Yes, me too. It's just against the Rams is what makes it tough. The Rams yeah. are kind of ass.
0: They're not playing for
1: anything either. Yeah. <laughs>
0: they just want to go
1: home and pack it in, go play golf, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys might have sold me on that.
2: Which which situation would you rather be in? Would you rather, going into the playoff push, you need to win to make playoffs essentially. Would you rather have a questionable flex play like James Cook on your bench being like, oh, I could go either way. I could start him. He could play well again. Um, or would you rather have the decision made for you where the guy you are teeter-tottering on is A.J. Dillon, and he's on by, so your decisions it's made for you. Left no choice
1: to go with. Yeah, to start like a separate guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have the player on by where it's like, okay, I know he's not starting, I have to start this guy, and then that guy shits the bed. Well, it was my only option. Yeah, right, right.
0: When you're back into a corner, at least mentally, you could have that excuse in your head. You're like, oh, what else was I going to do? That's fair. (laughs) It makes yourself feel better for making a shit decision. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like AJ Dillon. And I actually didn't know he's but yeah, he's been playing well this week. And the Packers all or these past couple weeks, the Packers also just seem to I don't know, not how to not they don't know how to use Aaron Jones properly. They've never seemed willing to like give him a workhorse workload for an extended amount of time. So I don't know. I don't know if he's a free agent or not. I don't think he is. He just got a new contract, actually. I don't know. Whatever's going on in Green Bay up there is strange.
1: They got to figure it out. It's the yeah. quarterback. I think once the quarterback gets changed, if they can get a good one. Jordan Love. Dude, Jordan Love.
2: He yeah. looks good. Love looked good in his limited action he played in. Me, And I, Rogers has been hurt all year. He's been playing with a something with his thumb or something. Trust me. I got him in Dynasty. I'm just waiting for the moment. Jordan Love Chronicles, to be continued. (laughs) Yep. All right, Paul. Who do you got? So my... What's in the flex?
1: What's in the flex? (laughs) What's
2: in the flex? We do it wrong, but I've
0: told you. Did you guys watch that movie yet, Seven? No, No. we're not going to watch it. All right, I'm just... Just (laughs) When you stop talking about Rashad White, we'll watch (laughs) it.
2: You'll never see that movie then. (laughs) (laughs) But... No, so my, my what's in the flex is a guy who I was actually teeter tottering starting him or Gabe Davis this week. In my not that it meant anything, but it was just pride at this point. And we
1: need you to win, Paul, you're playing top tier teams. Like, we need I'm to trying,
2: win. I'm doing my best, <laughs> and I have no fob, so I'm like just picking up scraps off the waiver wire. But I was between this guy and Gabe Davis this week and although Gabe Davis caught a touchdown this guy still beat him by six points and that is none other than Darius Slayton if you want to talk about last man standing for a team look no further than Darius Slayton Sterling <laughs> Shepard got hurt Kadarius Tony got traded Kenny Galladay got stupid money from the Giants was just like you know what dude I'm actually like really cool with not playing football anymore like I'll just sit here and get paid And so Slayton's the only guy who knows how to catch a football on the team that's not named Saquon Barkley, and he's too busy running the ball too much. So it's been really nice to have him off the waiver wires. And the last four games, he's put up 19.5, 13.6, 9.3, and 15.0. Wow. He's leading the the team in targets. So that's a four-game sample size right there where I think it's – unless you have like a stacked three-receiver set or a stacked three-running back set, I think Darius Slayton is a very, very good flex.
1: I like it, Paul. I had no idea. It's crazy those people that go under the radar, dude.
0: I like it too because Darius Slayton has always been he not lucked, but fell into this like wide receiver one role for the Giants. But Daniel Jones is always like Darius Slayton too. Now yes. he's Slayton only guy.
2: Yeah, Slayton was on the trade block at the beginning of this year, and the Ravens were looking at him. And I was, dude, I was begging them to trade for Slayton. I've always liked Slayton.
0: Pretty good. Was,
1: yeah. was it Slayton that, remember when we first started doing the podcast? Like, Slayton won Bobby, like the second no, fantasy? That was Sterling Shepard. Oh, was, yeah. 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 <laughs> Sterling <laughs> Shepard's out for the season. It was
2: literally, it was literally right before BCL he blew his ACL. Oh.
1: Yeah, 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 that's so funny. That's when Paul's downfall started yeah. in fantasy after the week two game against Dude, Bob. Curse, I I the know. curse of Sterling Shepherd. You're
0: not gonna win in fantasy until until Sterling Shepherd plays a full season. Do you hear that, <laughs> Sterling Shepard? You need to get better. Get out on the field so I can
2: break this curse. <laughs> but Darius Slayton just goes to show that like waiver wires that can win you championships, man. That's where the, that's where the make or break guys, like Darius Slayton quietly under the radar and just averaging what 12 points, at least 13 points in the last four
0: games. Yeah. yeah Paul, I like that. That was a good one. I didn't expect that.
1: Yeah. And
2: all. somebody on this podcast told me that I'm an idiot. If I don't start Gabe Davis over Slayton, that was me. I'm <laughs> an idiot. Um, <laughs> no, he wasn't. John wasn't alone. I had a bunch of people being like, "Dude," and I get it. Gabe Davis's home run potential is
1: definitely worth considering there, but it's crazy that Gabe Davis can score a freaking touchdown and get twelve points. He dropped so many balls that game, bro. He catches it like this. I'm not gonna lie, though, I'm still high on him for next year. For some reason, I think a third year. Wait, third year, right? This is a second year.
2: I think, dude, you can have him. I'm never. He's entered the. Mike Williams portion of my draft where I don't care where they are, I'm never drafting
0: them. I do like him for Dynasty though, long term. He's still super young and Josh Allen's not going anywhere and Diggs is he's not old or anything, but someone's gotta take over for Diggs when he's on his course. I've just watched Gabe Davis like
2: all he's good at is like the deep ball and the deep threat. And I've watched Allen throw a ball and Gabe Davis looks in the air and can't find it. If you add that on his inability to just catch a regular pass like this, it just, I
1: I can't
0: buy it, man. I'm actually going to throw in, this isn't a guy that I would really throw into a flex, but just something to think about real quick before we get out of here. Cam Akers actually made an appearance this week. Granted, it was very touchdown dependent he had 16 point or yeah he had two touchdowns he actually had a decent game this week and he has a really cake schedule coming up that's the first time he eclipsed double digits since week three not wow. really <laughs> not really surprising considering the roller coaster of the sea or not even roller coaster it's just been down the yeah. entire year but and again it was skewed by the two touchdowns but he has a really easy schedule coming up he plays the Raiders, which we all know are Swiss cheese. The Packers give up a lot of yards on the ground. And then if you get past week 16 against Denver and you make it to the championship week, you have the Chargers soft run defense as well. So maybe you're not starting him confidently, but maybe if he starts to do well and you make it to the end, maybe you throw him in there for that championship run.
1: I don't, I don't trust you, bro. <laughs>
2: I don't trust him either, but anytime you get an RB1, ooh, it's tough. But I'm definitely saying, worth but an
0: ad. If you're in the championship, though, if you make it to the championship and he's had a couple – he's strung together a couple good games against a cake matchup as well. Unless you have a no-brainer to start above him. It's not – it's not – Uh, it's kind of crazy. But it's not <laughs>
2: – It's not <laughs> egregious.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, Exactly. Jobs. That's my
2: SAT word of the day. Agreed. I,
1: I understand what you're saying. I just don't trust Cam Akers. If I were to make the championship and I was watching Cam Akers go on go off on my bench, I would probably look to start him in my flex though. Yeah. Of in course. the finals. Yeah. So
0: with
2: championship game, would you rather have Akers going off on your bench? or would you rather start him and he does absolute dog shit and you end up losing. Like I'm okay yeah. with him putting up points on my bench cuz I can be like guys, it was yeah. Cam makers.
1: This is a championship. Yeah. What, what do you yeah. want me to do? That's what
0: I would say. Okay, I'll give you a little lesson that I learned from last year that cost me the championship last year. Besides from Najee Harris oh, missing 4 yards.
1: You are I, so unheard about this championship. You I would be too honestly if I was Bob. Dude, it's, it's I'm
0: always so close every single year. Even though I've won before, every year I'm always right there. Like, and but that it yeah, it bothers me. But the reason but another reason that it bothers me is because the reason that I lost so in the championship last year, I started Ronald Jones in a cake matchup against I forget who it was, but he had a cake matchup, and I was like, this is an easy start, better matchup, gets hurt. So it wasn't my fault. Probably did the right thing because it was the right matchup and everything. You want to know who I had on my bench that put up, like, 20-plus points and that would have made the difference in me winning?
1: Darius Slade. Give me
0: a hint. Running back for the Chiefs.
1: Clyde Edwards, he
0: Nope. He was hurt last year at the end of the season.
2: Was it Jarek McKinnon?
0: Nope. JD McKissick? Nope.
2: Who, Who the hell was the Chiefs? Errol
0: Williams. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I forgot that guy existed. I benched him for Ronald Jones for fucking Rojo or Rojo, whatever. And he put up a 20-piece on my bench
1: <laughs> That's in tough. the
0: championship. That's that tough. <laughs> but at least you <laughs> were there. I have no
1: idea what it's like to lose in the finals. Oh wait, no, I did lose in the finals last year in one league.
2: So I, I haven't been to the championship since our senior year in college. So, Scott, Paul, you gotta start what, winning.
0: Freaking! I games. guess that also could go both ways. Don't always go with the matchup, but also just sometimes just go with the better player on the like. Don't overthink it. Sometimes I overthought it way too much. So, little lesson. As you can see, I'm a little upset still about last year, but maybe I'll win it this year. We'll see. Your team's looking good. Yeah. 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 It is. It is. We'll see. But anyways, I think we'll end it there. This was episode 23 of The Eye Test. We are on Apple and Spotify, The Eye Test, the fantasy football podcast. We are on TikTok, The Eye Test Pod 1. We are on YouTube, The Eye Test Pod. And we are on Instagram, the itestpod as well. All your lovely social media platforms. Unfortunately, we will not be recording next week. John is going on vacation. But head over to our TikTok, where we will be showing off all our other stuff while John's away. And look forward to our look ahead for the playoffs. And we will be giving out regular season awards as well as a little recap. For the end of the regular season in fantasy, so thank you for listening. As always, peace. See you so guys. You guys yeah. Are you guys going to wear
2: black tie for uh, season awards? Do a little gala oh, yeah. action? Yes, yes.
0: Let's dress up. I okay. actually have. I don't own a tuxedo. I'm I'll wear. A, rent them. I'll wear like a sport coat or something.